Melissa LeGrant, licensed nutritionist and creator of Drop the Diet Weight Loss. I am on a mission to help women drop the fad diets and lose weight in a way they love for the last damn time. I know you're ready to end the yo-yo dieting and do this weight loss thing for good. So let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Drop the Diet Weight Loss. I wanted to start by just giving a quick shout out, a thank you to my listeners. You all have made this podcast experience so far so fulfilling for me. It sets my soul on fire to bring you valuable info and action steps to do weight loss differently and help you get closer to your goals. So thank you. All right. Today, I'm talking about making winning food plans. I'm going to give you the why, the how, answer some common questions that come up, and talk about what to do when you eat off plan. So I'll start by explaining why a food plan is so important. First, it helps you build confidence and and trust in yourself. By sticking to the plan you've made and doing what you say you're going to do, that builds integrity and will give you all kinds of momentum to keep going. Second, it helps to eliminate some of the emotional decisions that you make around food. Now, I know you make 8,700 important decisions throughout the day. Food is probably one of the last things you want to be making decisions on throughout your day. By having a set plan for the day, you eliminate those decisions that you need to make around food. Also, if you've had a long day and you're tired, it's a lot tougher to make good decisions around food. And finally, it helps you to recognize when emotional eating is happening. If you're eating off plan, and you will because you're human, you make a note of that and what was going on for you in that moment. This just gives you data. It gives you insight into some areas that you may need to strategize around. Having a winning food plan is one of the four weight loss superchargers that I teach. The other three I've chatted about in the previous episodes, being sleep, water, and eating when hungry, and stopping at enough. Now, I know that planning and writing down your food for the day can feel a bit overwhelming, and I am all about meeting you where you are, supporting you to stay out of resistance by making goals and committing to things that feel doable for you. This is your journey. You're the boss here. You get to decide what you're ready for and when. So this brings me to the first of the three steps on how to get started with daily food plans. Step number one, commit to your goal. Are you going to go all in with planning all of your food daily? Or are you going to start by breaking it down into small steps? I want you to start at a place that feels completely doable for you. You can always add on to this the next week or even in the next couple days. If you are going to break this down into steps, this could look like planning just one or two meals a day, every day or most days of the week. The key is consistency so that you start building the habit. My suggestion would be to start with planning the meal that's a bit more challenging for you or Maybe it's a meal where you tend to overeat. For a lot of people, that's dinner. Uh, Because there tends to be less structure around dinner. Either you're feeding your entire family, or your partner does the cooking, or the stove is just some foreign appliance to you. 
It can also be a little trickier because it's at the end of the day and there tends to be more emotional decision making around it. Now, maybe dinner's fine for you, but it's the after dinner snacking. It's that 8 p.m. witching hour that you want to work on. For this, you can start by just planning around that time. If nighttime snacking is something you've been doing for a while, I would not suggest just cutting it out of your plan, but make a plan around it. One of my ladies wanted to work on her nightly habit of eating ice cream out of the tub. Her first step was to write down on her plan one bowl of ice cream. Now, I didn't care if it was the biggest bowl in her cabinet or if she filled it to the brim. She was just going to put it in a bowl and leave some in the tub. And once that felt easy, then she was ready to put less in that bowl. And eventually, she got to the point where she didn't even want it on most nights. Small steps for the win. Okay, once you commit to how much you're going to plan, the second step is deciding when you're going to make your plan. Now, I suggest either the night before or the morning of, and this should only take a few minutes, but commit to one of those times. Put it in your calendar or set an alarm so it gets done. For me, I like to do mine in the morning because I have a better idea of what I feel like eating for the day and what my schedule looks like. My head is also clearer in the morning, and I don't feel like I'm making emotional decisions based on what happened that day. But you choose the best time for you where you can get it done. And the final step three is deciding what you're going to put on that plan. Now, when I'm helping someone in the beginning with meal planning, my first question to them is, okay, what are the foods you like and typically eat? And let me tell you how this goes 99% of the time. They start listing off foods they feel like they should be eating. Think typical diet foods here. They start listing things like, oh, chicken and eggs, and I like broccoli, and I like asparagus, which, okay, these are all fine and good, but if you don't currently eat them, or if you don't like them, it's not the best place to start. Remember, we're not going from french fries to broccoli. There's no complete nutrition overhauls here. You've been there, you've done that, it doesn't work long-term. That diet mentality bugger I talked about in last week's episode is going to want to creep in here because you've been conditioned to think that a diet has to be boring and can't include foods you love. So it's no wonder you would dread Monday when the diet starts, but you're over that. We're working to take away that good food, bad food labels, and we're not going to cut anything out. Remember, the only bad food is the one you don't like. When you go to make your plan and are hesitant to put bread or carbs, dairy, or sugar on there, just ask yourself why. What are your thoughts around that food? And are they true? Or is it diet mentality thinking? Your plan should feel easy and 100% doable to you. If you find yourself saying you're going to try and stick to your plan, then it's not a winning plan. A winning plan is saying, hell yes, I can do this. So make sure you're putting foods you like and actually eat on your plan. This will help keep you out of resistance, out of that restriction and deprivation muck. Okay, so what you'll do is you'll write down or log all of the meals and snacks that you have committed to. Then, and 
this is the most important part here. You are going to practice eating those meals and snacks only when you're hungry and stopping when you've had enough versus being full. So to recap the winning plan, first, commit to how many meals and days you are going to plan. Then choose when you are going to make your plan, morning or night. And finally, write down or log those meals and snacks, being sure to include food you like. And then to execute that plan, you're practicing only eating when hungry and stopping when you've had enough. Okay, here are a few questions that I know are going to come up. Now, the short answer to all of them is going to be eat when you're hungry and stop when you've had enough. But I want to break them down a little bit further. Number one, what if I don't know exactly what I'm going to feel like eating for dinner or enter any other meal here? Well, what you'll do is just write down two options to choose from. Number two, what if I'm going out to eat? Now, I think for the most part, you can have a pretty good idea about what you're ordering beforehand. If you're going to your favorite cheeseburger place, don't put salad on your plan. Put the cheeseburger on there. If you typically have the nachos, the cheeseburger, and dessert, pick one of those things. Put that on your plan, knowing you can have the others a different day. Number three, what if I'm going out and I don't know what will be served? Well, when you truly have no idea what will be served, you have a few options here. You can plan to eat before you go, or if that's not an option, then you can plan some of your behaviors. You can write down things like, I will have one plate. I will eat when I'm hungry, stop when I've had enough. Or before I go in for seconds, I'll wait 10 minutes and then ask myself, am I truly hungry? Or I will eat only the things I really like and not things just because they're there in front of me. And then number four, how do I know how much to put on my plan? Now, in the beginning, you may over plan and that's totally okay because you're practicing only eating when hungry. For example, if you had three snacks planned, but were only hungry for two, leaving that snack behind, not eating it, even though it was on your plan, that's a huge win. There's a lot of power in that. And you will start to learn what your body needs and be able to adjust and plan for that. So let's keep this as simple as possible as you get started. Later down the line, I'll start talking more about building balanced meals. Okay, I wanna finish up here with talking about what to do if you eat off plan. Well, first, I want you to plan on this happening, all the planning around here. But what I should say is what to do when you eat off plan, not if. Expect to mess this up. I actually want you to, because that is your opportunity to learn. It will give you a lot of insight. So be kind to yourself. Here are some questions to ask. What was happening for you in the moment? Was it a decision you're happy with? If not, what would you do different next time? Did you make a plan that was unrealistic for you? Did you feel like you needed boatloads of willpower to stick to it? And were you eating for reasons outside of hunger? If so, what were those reasons? Use this as an opportunity to learn. Eating off plan is not the opportunity to punish yourself by overly restricting the next day or trying to exercise it off or beating yourself up. And beating yourself up, especially to all of my perfectionists out there, sounds like, well, I didn't do that perfectly. I must not want this bad enough. Guess I'll never lose this weight. 
These are the thoughts that send us into effort mode, vowing to start over again on Monday. If those thoughts start creeping in, catch them. Remind yourself that you're human, that messing up is part of this journey, and that your next best decision comes at your next meal. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and get right back to it. Well, there you have it. Now, I know we're just scratching the surface here, but this is enough to make you dangerous at creating a winning food plan. And I want to answer any questions you have around this. So head on over to Instagram at melissa.legrant and drop them in a message. Thanks so much for being here today. I'll see you next week. 